0: So, today we finish off the last part of uh, so, you Yudbet of uh, so, in Rabenu's journey to Israel the last uh, piece of Section 12, and we'll hop into Section 13 and uh, 14, God willing. So we just discussed in the last podcast how Rabenu had to move into the quarters of Rabi Wolf, because uh, within his courtyard, uh, a very big uh, plague broke out, an epidemic, and uh, Rabenu still engaged in these childish, childish acts, in which uh, Rabzev was still surprised, yet still loved Rabenu, and nonetheless still showed him the same act of love, and... Uh, Love and embracing, uh, regardless. And we uh, Rabenu spoke with Rabzev the entire night, and uh, Rabenu went to go visit the the kever of Nafstadiya cat. Uh, and everything that Rabenu had to go through in Istanbul, in Gashmiut, both in material, in materialistic matters and in spiritual matters, it would take many, many pages to tell. Uh, it wouldn't be enough. And according to what is understood from Rabenu's words, we understood that over there he was in great danger, in a tremendous danger. And Rabenu thought to himself that it was certain that he would stay there and he would pass away there just like tali cat. Rabenu really thought to himself that there was no way he was getting out because the amount of spiritual judgment on him was tremendous. We're going to see... Uh, all these things, that when a tzaddik has to do something, he has to encounter so many obstacles, along the way, especially the tzaddik, uh, so many times when he prays, Rabbenu said that whenever I get up to pray, uh, he writes this in Chayim Moran that there was a time when Rabbenu's prayers that he said that there was a, Bilam Harasha, Bilam, the wicked person, Bilam, uh, the uh, the prophet, who was literally, it says, was the Moshe Rabbeinu of the Kripot, that he was standing in the same position as Moshe Rabbeinu, but on the evil side, that he was able to speak to God face to face, same thing as Moshe Rabenu. That it says about Bilam that Bilam Rasha used to pop up in Rabenu's head while he was praying. And Rabinatan writes over there that it seems from this that we understand that it's not just Rab- Rabenu was overcome with a foreign thought of Bilam Rasha; it's that Bilam Rasha came to Rabenu for tikkun um, during uh, Tfilah. <laughs> we can't even imagine that Bilam Rasha was asking Rabenu for rectification. Uh, tremendous things that we we're, we're talking about here. So we see when the Tzaddik gets up to do something, especially when it comes to going to Eretz Israel, which Rabbeinu said, the majority of me is already there. I must go. As he told his family. He said, There's, it, cannot, it cannot happen without this. He said that it cannot be done without this. I have to go. Because the majority of me is already there. Meaning everything that Sadiq does, Rabenu said, every step I take is on the way to Eretz Israel. Every single step I take is Eretz Israel. I'm on the way to Eretz Israel. Because for Rabbeinu, any single step he took, he was doing something in the Kedushah of Eretz Yisrael. He was going towards that journey. He was going towards that place. He was always with the goal of Eretz Yisrael in mind. Even if he was traveling to a different country in Ukraine, a different thing, every step he was taking was towards Eretz Yisrael. Because Rabbeinu knew all these meditations, these understandings, these the depth behind every single thing. Rabbeinu said, if you understood my footsteps, you would really realize, you would kiss my, the dirt under my feet. Not in a way of pride, but to tell you, to show you what? That every single footstep Rabenu took was mamash bi With an awesome intention, with an awesome kavanah, with awesome uh, meanings behind it That we have no idea what we're talking about here Rabbanu said to a student when he gave, gifted him a gift of a talit He gifted him his own talit He told the student, he said Word this talit with very great care and take care of this. Because I cried a tear for every single thread of this talit. To understand the meaning of every single thread of the talit. Can we understand what we're talking about? Rabenu said, everything I've attained, I've attained through prayer. Everything. Absolutely everything. He used to cry days and days and days and days and days. We're going to see stories in Shishat Alam. used to enter a cave in the morning. And at sunset, he would go outside, it was already night. These are summer days we're talking about. When the attendant of Rabenu would look outside, Rabenu was crying there for hours and hours. Someone would get tired. They need to go outside. They need to drink. They need to spend a few hours away. They need to talk, whatever this, that. Rabenu should spend hours. And Rabenu walked outside with his pipe. He asked the student to light his pipe. And the student uh, came to Rabenu. And Rabenu said to the student, looks at the student and he said, Oi, look at the time of the day passes so quickly. Can you imagine what we're talking about here? This is a tzaddik who every single movement he makes, Rabbeinu said, every single breath that leaves me is left with novelty. I do not take a single breath without it being novel. We, we have no idea. So every single, every single thing Rabbeinu is doing, Mamash is encompassing all the worlds. Rabenu said the all the upper worlds are dependent upon every single word that I'm saying in public. So... What we're seeing here that when Rabenu is making a journey to Eretz Yisrael, which is something not only for us but for the, all the Jewish people as a whole, because Rabenu needs to bring down a, a Torah that needs to speak to the generations. The further they go down into impurity, of course he has to go through these obstacles. But Rabenu overcame them all. Can we imagine what we're talking about? But Hashem did awesome miracles with Rabenu. And Rabenu overcame everything. and the childish acts Rabenu did helped him very much to get there. And immediately when Rabenu returned from the kever, the graveside of Rabbi Naftali Kat, he immediately fell on the earth. and he lay there for many hours. And he and they placed Rabenu on the bed, and he lay there the entire night until literally the next day at midday. Rabenu was lying there as if he was about to expire and leave this world, until Hashem helped him to get up from his bed and to return back to his strength. Rabenu had tremendous dangers awesome and very big obstacles that we cannot even begin to count at every single moment, at every single instant. The Amar, and he said, Rabbanu <laughs> said that the, the shame that he had to go through with those people that were embarrassing him and the childish acts that he had to lower himself to were very beneficial for him. We're going to understand why a person has to fall before he ascends as we're going to see in this section. <laughs> that Rabbeinu entered this childish, uh, this childish state of mind so very much, and he became so accustomed to these acts of, of uh, immaturity, until the point when Rabbeinu arrived in Eretz Yisrael, and he wanted to throw away these childish acts, Rabbeinu had to force himself with tremendous sheer willpower, with all the strength that he had to break and to throw away all these childish things that he was once doing. Because it became such a habit for him. It was difficult for him to change back into his normal state of mind, of of expanded consciousness. <speaking in Hebrew> the Rabbeinu entered this childish level so very much at the beginning that um, it was so difficult for him to throw it on whenever he arrived in Eretzel because he was so accustomed to it and he made it such a habit also afterwards. when he came from the land of Israel, Hayak was an awesome novelty in regard to, with regard to this subject, with regard to with regard to um, Constriction in a sense. When a person lowers himself to a place when he knows nothing. Rabbenu writes in Chaim Moran. My ignorance, meaning my katnut, is even more is even a bigger chidush than my Torah lessons. And Rabenu re- re- said that he revealed his Torah from a place that no tzaddik revealed his Torah from. Rabenu said, I looked at where everyone else received from. I know where the Bar Tov received from, and he brings it down to I know where the Magid received from. He brings it. He brings it down. I know where Rabbi Shimon. But Rabenu said, I wanted to receive from a place that nobody else received from. Rabenu brought down the Torah that no tzaddik had gone to. He brought down a level of Torah that no tzaddik had ever risen up to. And yet Rabbeinu said that what? His ignorance is even bigger. is an even bigger novelty. His not knowing is an even bigger novelty than his Torah lessons. So Rabbanatan says, when Rabbeinu returned from Israel, he was an awesome novelty with regard to this. And the, the tremendous, the inspiring and awesome great wisdom that Rabbeinu had in this subject of descent was very, very deep. Nothing, no one has ever heard or seen anything like this. Because it's known, because before a person goes from the next, one level to the next, he rises to another level. He needs to descend before he ascends first. This is why a person has to be comfortable with descending. Because if you want to grow, first you have to know if you're going to grow you have to first fall that's why every single time you get to the next level you always fall first you always go through a descent it always gets dark it's always a period of exile it's always a period of difficulty because before you get to the light before you get to the salvation before you enter these perceptions of godliness you first have to fall to a place of confusion of doubt that's the klipah that precedes the fruit that's the shell of the fruit that precedes the fruit before you eat the orange you have to peel the skin that's the klipah that's the descent and now, at that time, when a person descends, a person needs to enter the subject of childhood, in a sense. He needs to enter immaturity and simplicity, to be a completely simple man. himself, may that because Rabenu, all his days, he never stood on the same level. He was always moving from level to level. Rabbeinu said that with one breath and one moment, he can move what it took a man to do in seventy years, Rabenu said, in one moment I can attain a movement in which a man, a Jew, can do in seventy years. Rabenu was never staying on the same level. Rabenu, every single moment, every single day, every single hour, he was moving constantly and rising from level to level. Therefore, Rabenu's wisdom with regard to these ideas were very lofty and very deep. Amok, amok deep, deep, who will find it? See, if you doubt it, And at, during that time, when Rabban was in Istanbul, traveling to Eretz Yisrael, was the war in which France invaded, tried to uh, declare war on Turkey. That France, led by Napoleon, invaded the Sultan's territory, the Sultan of uh, Turkey. He invaded their his territory in Egypt and in Eretz in the land of Israel, and uh, etc. on many different lands, as is known. And as it, as the people of Istanbul, the Jews of Istanbul, heard that the war of um, between uh, France and the Turks were um, the Turkish were was a, was. A, was awakening as there was war declaring between the two that Tzachfat and France were patrolling the Mediterranean Sea. Then the nation of uh, basically the holy congregation of Istanbul, the Jewish people of Istanbul decided to forbid any single Jew from leaving the walls of the city to go outward to travel on the sea because there was a big danger. But Rabenu did not pay attention to this at all. He wanted to risk everything. And he told the man who was with him, No, that I want to put myself in very great dangers, in tremendous dangers. But your soul I cannot expose. I cannot risk your soul. Therefore, if you want, take for yourself money. I out for the expenditures of this journey. Back home. And return in and peace back to your home. And I will travel alone in concealment and hiddenness from the men of Istanbul. I will go with, when nobody knows and I will go take a ship and go. Because I am willing to expose myself to risk at all to get to Eretz Yisrael. No matter what the circumstances are. Look what a person has to go through to attain holiness, and for those people questioning uh, for Uman Rosh Hashanah, uh, we can see here what it really means. That whenever it's very dangerous, even though it's dangerous, depending where a person's emunah leads him, yes, you cannot force another person to do that trip. But if your heart is telling you and you have the emunah to do it, you must do that because beemet, as Rabbi Natan says in the name of Rabenu, there is no such thing as an obstacle at all. There are no obstacles. The obstacles are an illusion. It's just how much do you want it. If you wanted it enough, all the obstacles will come crumbling down before you. There will be no such thing as an obstacle. So before an act of holiness, do not think for one second, Ah, oh, Hashem didn't want me to do it. No, you have to increase your desire and your willpower to accomplish the act so that the, so that the obstacle does not prevent you from doing it. Because if your willpower is there, if it's big enough to accomplish the act that is holy enough, that you're, the act that is so holy that you're desiring, if your willpower is in line with the act that you desire, then you will attain it. You will attain your goal. And this attendant of Rabenu, he learned very well. He learned very well under Rabenu, And he understood. He refused. He refused Rabenu, And he said, Look at the beauty of these words. The words that um, Itay Agiti. told uh, David Amener. As David Amelech told Itay, Go back home. You don't need to come with me. You don't need to escape with me. You don't need to to do war with me against my son of Shalom. And uh, King David told Itai to to leave. Don't worry. It's not your war. And Itai said, Wherever you go, I am with you. What did he say? In the place in which my master is. Whether it's for death or it's for life. There your servant will be. The words give us the the chills. That's uh, true. Loyalty. And as is brought down in the name of Ruth, in Megidat Ruth, Ruth told uh, Naomi, um, as Naomi told Ruth to go back to her family in Moab, what did Ruth say? Um, And wherever you go, basically, I will go too. No matter where you go, I'm with you. That's uh, that's what the attendant of Rabenu responded to Rabenu after Rabenu tried to discourage him, because it's tzaddik, he's never stubborn on anything. We're gonna see stories of Rabenu soon in Shifreiran. The Rabenu was never stubborn. He never said this is the way or the highway. He always gave a person the the truth according to his level. But if the person really was searching for the emet lamito, the real truth, then uh, he would give it to him. One time, Rabbi Natan came to Rabenu. Rabbi Nathan came to Rabenu and uh, told Rabenu they offered me a position as a a dayan, as a judge, in abedin, basically, as a a halachic judge in this city, in this town. And Rabenu said, you should take it." Rabbi Nathan said, "Emet, is that the truth, Rabenu?" He said, "Yes, that's the truth. You should take it." He asked again, "Is that the emet?" And Rabenu said, "Yes, it is." And then Rabbi Natan responded with these final words: "Is that the emet lamito? Is that the truth of truths? Meaning, is that the real truth of Bach? Yes, it can be true for me that where maybe that you can you're giving me an answer that I that that is sufficient. But is that the real truth? Is that the truth according to the depth of my soul? Is that the truth that I need right now to become the best Jew possible?" And Rabbi Natan said, "No, you shouldn't take the position." And Rabbi Natan understood that a person has to search for the emet lamito. It's not just the emet, It's tzaddik. He will uh, he will give you the answer according to the way you want it. Rabenu uh, it brought down. and said, never ask Rabenu if you want to come for Uman for Rosh Hashanah or not. Never ask if you're invited or not, because if you ask, he'll give you the answer that you are already feeling in your heart, which was if you're asking, then you're not sure about it. So is going to tell you you don't need to come. Just like we see with Rabbi Aaron of Breslev in the last Rosh Hashanah of Rabenu's life, Rabbi Aaron told Rabenu, I have a big community in Breslev. Rabbi Aaron was the Rav of Breslev. And uh, Rabenu told Rabbi Aron, You have a big community, don't worry. And as Rabbi Aron was leaving, Rabbi said, Oh, how much we're going to miss Rabbi Aron. And Rabbi Aron came back and he said, I will stay with you then. And Rabbi Aron told Rabbi Aron, No, you have to go to your community. And this happened a few times back and forth until Rabbi Aron decided to go back. And as he found Rabbi Natan <laughs> traveling towards Uman, and Rabbi Aron was traveling back, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Natan told Rabbi Aron, where are you going? You're supposed to go the opposite direction. He told Rabbi Natan, he said, Rabbi told me to stay with the communion. And uh, Rabbi responded to Rabbi Aaron, he said, Even if Rabbi told me not to go for Rosh Hashanah, I'd still go. Because the mitzvah he the truth of truth, is that everyone has to be there. So, that's it for today. Now we understand a little bit more about the yinyan of and to be completely strong in our in ratzon to attain holiness. We have to have a boldness to attain true holiness. maybe maybe have that holy boldness, that holy arrogance to be able to attain the levels that we want to to get to, to become true tzaddikim.